Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chuck Peekmanel, and today I'm joined by Tempest the Wrestler. I'm Tempest. He's Tempest. He is. He's Tempest. He still is. How you doing today, man? Uh, uh, uh you know, I'm I'm okay today. You know, got some sleep. Yesterday was uh, not the most fun day. Had a mm-hmm. little bit of vaccine trouble in the city of Toronto, as has become the norm, Mm -hmm. which was very frustrating. But I got to watch a a pretty decent NXT show, and and here we are to talk about it. So I don't have too much to complain about. It It did snow last night, which is, even though it's Canada, it's slightly unusual for the end of April. Yeah, that is weird, because, I mean... The perception of Canada is it's always just a barren tundra. Um, but I know that to not be the case. You just have really strong extremes. You get really, really cold and also really, really hot. Uh, so, yeah, it, may, it don't make no sense to be at the end <laughs> to be at the end of April uh, for that. That's dumb. <laughs> dumb. It is dumb. I think it's supposed to be like this just all week, too, which doesn't help Ooh. matters. But just, oh, my God, I'm. You get to you get to spring and you're just ready for for some warmth. You know, I like mm-hmm. I like snow, I like the cold, but I don't like it when it's been around for like 5 months, which it has at this point. I'm quite <laughs> ready for this to be done. Yeah, that makes a, a whole bunch of sense, yeah. Uh, I I just can't stand the cold at all. So I would I would hate being in your position cuz that sucks. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's get to talking about NXT. We'll, uh, we've got a couple of emails that we'll get to in the outro portion of this podcast. But for now, let's get on with the episode where we're going to be talking about Kyle O'Reilly and Karrion Cross being potentially the new feud. Let's talk about it. So the first thing we're going to be talking about is uh, this Kyler Riley Karrion Cross uh, teased feud from what it looked like at, um, on the show? Because the uh, show starts off with Kyler Riley, new theme song and all. Uh, it comes down with his brand new look of Cool Kyle. That's his. That's his thing now. It's just being Cool Kyle because he's got sunglasses. And he's got a fedora 
and he's and he's super cool and he's rad, you know. Um, and he came out and he cut a promo. I mm-hmm. thought it was fine. I'm a little worried about them that they've gone. Oh, Kyle Riley's people really like Kyle Riley because he's cool. Let's do what we think is cool. And they've just gone, do all the cool things, Kyle. Here's all these cool things that you should do. And it's like, no, Kyle, but Kyle's cool because he's being Kyle O'Reilly. And that Kyle O'Reilly is really cool. This felt like it was kind of a manufactured cool, which Absolutely. is the opposite of cool. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. we Because we lost our minds on Friday when they kept replaying the, the UFO clip mm-hmm. that Cesaro did at WrestleMania because it felt like, Oh guys, this is really cool. Check this out. This felt a lot of the same way, you know, because it didn't feel authentic. And that to me is the biggest part when you're trying to get over a babyface as being cool. It's like when Roman Reigns was cutting all those promos in 2015 saying suffer and succotash and tater tots and and such and such. It's like, yeah, but that's not cool. We'll tell you what we think is cool. And I didn't I didn't think Kyle O'Reilly was super cool here. No, which is a shame because naturally Kyle O'Reilly is very cool. Uh, Absolutely, they, 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 they just kind of d- didn't do quite do it. Here. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't. It wasn't bad by any means. I wasn't. I wasn't actively rejecting everything they were doing. It just wasn't quite as good as I would want for what seems to be you know one of their new top stars because that was the whole point mm. of the the Adam Cole match was making Kyle O'Reilly the new big star in NXT. Uh, and this 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 felt a little off, but. The promo itself, he teased uh, challenging Karrion Cross, um, and he said, "Though I've got all the time in the world. Oh, time! I must be talking about Karrion Cross." And it's like that's a weird segue. Okay, I thought he was um, talking about Kushida. Yeah, this is Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll talk about that later because Kushida had oh. a bit of a change on um, this episode as well. Um, but uh, yeah, Cameron Grimes then comes out and said, "Before he can actually." finish properly challenging carrying cross uh said uh cameron grimes comes out and the two kind of do this thing where cameron grimes wants to like invest in kyle and kyle pretends that he's on side and says i'm proud of you and all your stonks which is actually kind of funny it's a good meme um but uh and then it was a weird bit where it took a while for him to say that he's going to be challenging grimes and like everyone knew that he was going to have a match against cameron grimes but he's like, oh, I saw my opponent somewhere around here and was looking around for ages. He's like, no, it still can't see him. Who, who, who is it? Took ages, took his sunglasses off and then kind of put them on and was like, oh, I don't know if I still can't see. It's like, get to the point. We know we know where this is going. Get to the point, please. And then he put them on and said, oh, no, it is you. And then punched him in the face. And it set up the main event of Kyle O'Reilly versus Cameron Grimes, which, again, this was fine. This was a perfectly acceptable segment which isn't quite what you want for your new top star i think the 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 hype coming out of stand and deliver this didn't deliver on the hype that they'd built up from that show that was the only the the bit that kind of got me yeah it i think you hit the nail right on the head there like kyle o'reilly now is supposed to be the top babyface in nxt and watching this, it felt more like a low mid-card feud. You know, it didn't feel like he was significantly higher than Cameron Grimes on the totem pole. And that's kind of what you want in a segment like this. 
Also, I'm going to bring this up later in the show as well, but I really don't like the baby face just punching the heel for seemingly no reason. Like, we know that Cameron Grimes is a heel, and they're going to have a match and all that. But, I mean, it wasn't very nice of Kyle to to just punch him. Like, Cameron Grimes was trying to be his friend and everything. Yeah. unless, Unless you're, like, Steve Austin, who stuns everyone and has no friends, I don't know. I like I like my baby faces to be a little bit more uh, virtuous. I would, yeah. I, I would say. And I mean, I think if Grimes had come out and pretended to want to invest and but had like insulted him in the process of being like, I don't know, oh you you were always you know second fiddle in the in the undisputed era, um, but now you've beaten Adam Cole. Well, maybe I'm ready to invest you or whatever. Like some really like backhanded yeah. compliment. There's a reason for Cole to do it, but he just came out and was like, "You're really good. I want to invest in you." And he's like, "No." I'm going to punch you in the face. That's basically yeah. how the segment went, but oh well. Um, which led into later on um, the, the main event match itself. Um, as uh, Kyle Riley was about to make his entrance for the main event match against Grimes, he goes backstage and just before he's about to uh, walk on the ramp to make his entrance, Karrion Cross and Scarlett are standing there, Karrion Cross with the NXT Championship, and they both just stare down really, really cool like. And then uh, Kyle makes his makes his entrance. So it does look like that's the direction we're going from the overt tease in the opening promo and this tease here. I don't know whether they're going to do it soon or whether that's going to be like, you know, a, a kind of this is just a thing down the line that they're going to do. Um, I, but I'm interested. I don't mm-hmm. know what's going to... I feel like if they if they did it now or like soon, I feel like Carrion should win that match. Um, yes. Maybe later if they had Carrion do a couple other challenges first, maybe build up Kyle even more past his Adam Cohen, then maybe I could see Kyle beating him. But right now, I don't quite see it. Yeah. It, to me, it's the similar thing that we were talking about on SmackDown with Roman Reigns and Cesaro, where if they do that match at SummerSlam, I think Cesaro should win. But if they do it at Backlash, I don't think Cesaro is going to win. I feel it the same way here. Like there's probably going to be a takeover event between now and the summer takeover. And if this is the main event of the first takeover since Stand and Deliver, I don't think Kyle is winning. Because I mean, I don't think you're going to give Karrion and Cross just like a two month title reign. I think that's got to be a lot longer. But if it happens at the summer show, I think there's a better chance that Kyle comes out on top. I would really like that because I think Kyle is the kind of top babyface NXT champion that this brand could use to actually feel a little bit uh, like renewed because I don't know. I don't know. I, we haven't seen enough of Karrion Cross so far to, to really get a sense of what he's going to be as champion. But I don't know. Kyle as champion just sounds fun to me. I like that idea. I'm in agreement with you. Uh, I think, though, it wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing if they did face off at the next takeover and Kyle lost. That could then play into a future story where Kyle has to kind of rebuild himself up again and get to another point where he can challenge again down the line, you know, not at the next pay-per-view, because that's Uh rematches are bad, Um, but, like, you know, two, three, four, five takeovers down the line and Kyle challenges again, then he can win kind of thing. That would be... I think a, a solid story. So I'm, I'm not against them doing it soon. I just think if they do it soon, Kyle shouldn't win yet. Uh, Cause he's, he's got the one big win over Cole, but I think he needs more kind of top tier caliber wins to, to keep that uh, momentum going. Um, yeah. Um, but the main event match itself though, I thought was really fun, really fun stuff. Um, because, 
you know, you, it's easy to write off Cameron Grimes like, oh, he's just the comedy character. He's just, you know, he's the guy who does the thing with the stocks and that's about it. And you can forget he's a really good wrestler, like really yeah. good. Uh, and obviously Kyle Riley's fantastic. And the two of them, I thought, went back and forth really well in this match. Like the pacing was really good, really fun, innovative spots Um that they built up like this kind of like black hole slam uh, move by Grimes that they kept kind of teasing a couple of times. And then he eventually he hit it. And I was like, oh, God, that's a that's a big thing. Um, you know, there's always that um, the the Spanish fly crossbody thing that Grimes always does. And every time I'm like, how does he do that? <laughs> um yeah, there, there's really fun action, and then but eventually Carl put him away as he should, uh, doing the uh, the knee that he did to Adam Cole where take over off the middle rope um, and kneeing him on the back of the head. Um, yeah, but a really fun match, and I think both of them looked better coming out of the main event, which is exactly what you want to happen, really. So I thought it was really, really good, solid stuff. Yeah, exactly. I thought this was a match that really could have fit in to like the peak of NXT because there was a long stretch there for a few years where they would have just like a top guy and a mid-level guy have a really, really good match in the main event of NXT. And obviously the top guy goes over like this isn't a match where you have the, the angles where you got to get C- Cameron Grimes over like this isn't the Cameron Grimes segment. This is the Kyle O'Reilly segment. But you can do that in a way that makes both guys look good. And this was just like a perfect example of that. Because you got, again, Cameron Grimes doing that weird flipping crossbody thing. You had him do a backflip into a German suplex that people were just raving about. Like, it was a really fun match. It was really, really good. And this is now two weeks in a row that I've really enjoyed the NXT main event. Of course, like, aside from TakeOver, which was just, you know, it was great. But in terms of just weekly NXT TV... If they keep doing this, whether it's like an eight person tag or a really fun singles match in the main event, like this is what I loved NXT for originally, because you could just see really good wrestling that didn't like frustrate you, you mm-hmm. know, and that yeah. was what this was. And I loved it. It's yep. so good. Getting nice emotional. clean finish. <laughs> <laughs> just it's just my NXT, man. My NXT's yeah. back. I love it. I loved NXT so much. I missed it. Um, yeah, no, it, it, nice clean finish. The right person won. Really good action. Both people got over. Big thumbs up, all in all. Um, yeah, I thought it, it was it was good, solid stuff. And I think if they are going to do an O'Reilly cross uh, feud, O'Reilly shouldn't win yet, but I could see him winning it down the line as like the company's new top babyface guy because that's yeah that's what he do he um, he could be sort of like this uh this year's version of like johnny gargano where johnny gargano didn't win the nxt championship on his first try it took him several tries to win that title and it made the payoff that much better but like i mean everyone still remembers the match with he had with andrade like it's very hard to forget so you have kyle o'reilly go out and have like a really great baby face showing in a main event match but lose You can still get over. It'll still be great. It's Kyle O'Reilly. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Let's see what you guys thought. Let's get into some of your ultra chats. If you guys want to ultra chat in, make sure to get them in at the link on the screen right now, russeltalk.com forward slash support, and we will get through every single one of them before the show ends today. Uh, Bacon Rasher comes in to say, hi, lads. Why is it a week into these reviews? We get a mediocre NXT. Matches were good, but I didn't like much else. Was really looking forward to the O'Reilly promo. I was let down by the script writers and him. P.S. When is Tempest joining Baldit Club? But you're not bold. I'm not. Look at this hair. It's a lot my of hair. hair. My hair is actually quite long. It sticks out the bottom of my mask. You can see it. It's right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, so, some, I don't, I don't remember who exactly it was, but someone on Twitter is just like, oh, Tempest and Pete can be like team bald or something. And I'm like, I'm not bald. <laughs> this is not like, like, I'm not saying that it's bad to be bald. I'm just not bald. And you can clearly see that I'm not. It's more mm-hmm. of just like, are you, are you blind? Like it's mm-hmm. right here, you know. Yep. Yep. I'll get there yep. one day. Believe me, it's going fast, but I'm not there yet. <laughs> um, and for the other part of that, uh, uh, ultra chat, uh, we'd say, um, it, it was a fairly average NXT. I'd say, um, yeah, the, it, it was just kind of a a. It, like it was perfectly adequate. I mean, we'll get into more of it later, but it was like a lot of it was just like these stories progressed. It, there you go. This, this, this is the thing. I don't want it to be like, oh, we didn't get much out of NXT. This is what I want out of NXT. Mm. This is when NXT was really, really good. Was when you didn't have the big, crazy, wacky angles every week. You had just good consistent week-to-week storytelling with really good matches 
that's what I really fell in love with with NXT in like 2015 with Balor and Owens and Sami Zayn and whatnot. And then again in like 2017, 2018 with Cole and the Undisputed Era and Johnny Gargano and DIY and all that stuff. That was when NXT to me was at its best. And if we're getting back to that, I'm not going to complain that like, oh, not enough happened on NXT this week. I That is not a problem that I have personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm in agreement um, of, yeah, of just saying that, yeah, we just want logical progression, which is mostly what we got on this show, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, I, I've got a, a note here from the, the moderator saying that joining the Baldit Club, they're asking for you to shave off your hair. When are you going to mm. do that? Um, not anytime super soon. Mm-hmm. I I will be honest, I haven't gotten a haircut since uh, before the pandemic started. So that may be in order. I the last uh, the last haircut that I got was right before AEW Revolution in 2020, because I was going there and I wanted to look sharp. And mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> the pandemic started and I thought, hey, we'll be out of this in three months. This will be my quarantine hair because I normally get a haircut like every two months anyway. So if it's sure. like, oh, an extra month, whatever. And then. I just, I don't know. It kind of became like a thing. I was like, oh, this is just going to be my pandemic hair. And it's still yeah. still growing. Still there. Still going. Um, we've got a couple of general NXT chats here. One from Charles Berg that says, let's praise some excellent camera cuts that led to what is, in my opinion, a very good comedic moment. Having the grizzled young vets cutting a fiery promo while occasionally cutting to Breezango looking like the dumbest guys on earth. Chef's kiss. I thought that was very good. Yes. I thought he was talking about a different moment, but we'll get to that. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, th- I thought that was pretty good. We'll talk about that more later when we talk about that segment. Um, but uh, yes, uh, Sadie6969Degan says, uh, hello, boys. Hope y'all are having a great day. Uh, so Kyler Riley is Orange Cassidy now? Lol. Wow, uh, I, didn't, I didn't think of that. Hmm. Uh, seeing Io without the title was strange, but excited to see her v- versus Tyre. Uh, love their matches in stardom. Also, Saray looks really cool. Can't wait to see more. Love y'all. Well, we love you too. Thank you very much for all chatting in. Uh, yes, we'll we'll get on to most of those points. Also, Kyler already is Orange Cassidy. Yeah, kinda. I mean, I mean look wise, sunglasses hmm. and a denim jacket. That's yeah. kind of the look with like a white graphic tee underneath. Yeah. That is kind of like the look that uh, that Orange Cassidy has has trademarked as his own. So I hadn't thought of that, but mm-hmm. now that you say it, I do see it. They yeah. both got kind of like the the gingery hair too mm-hmm. yeah yeah a lot more similarities uh, you know next next week kylo ryan is going to come out and just do a half-hearted thumbs up and we're all going to go oh no <laughs> 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 um nothing wrong with orange cassidy i'm just going to throw that out because people could mis- misinterpret that one nothing wrong with orange cassidy kylo riley is not orange cassidy and shouldn't be orange cassidy just saying For now, let's talk about the rest of the episode. And so we started off with that Kyle O'Reilly promo. Uh, we then got a backstage segment with uh, Saray arriving at NXT. Uh, and a very excited uh, Zoe Stark comes out to meet her and says, Hey, I'm not one to normally do this. I mean, we don't know that. We've only just seen you, Zoe Stark. Um, but I, I really love a match against um, Saray, please, Mr. William Regal, who's also there. Uh, can I have that? And was like, Saray, are you okay with this? She's like, yeah. Like, okay. 
And then they shake hands and they've got a match later. Sari versus Zoe Stark. I was like, okay, I like it. I for some reason, I I I think I think this is absolutely just a me thing. I automatically just go like, was that a heel thing? Is that is that a piece of a heel <laughs> thing? Is she being a heel? Is she inserting herself into a match, and it's just like, no, she's just she's just excited and wants a match. That's it. That's all, that's all it is. Um, yeah, I mean that that was all right. Yeah, there, there wasn't I, a whole lot to it. You know, no. I it it didn't bother me here because this is still like earlier in the day and everything. But one of the things that in WWE programming always drives me nuts is when if you look at it logically, when they start the show without a main event. Because it's like, that would never happen. You're mm-hmm. telling me you're, you're, you're going to go onto your national televised broadcast with no plan for what the show is going to be. Like, no, incorrect. So when I see them like starting, it's like, oh, we'll have, we'll have you and you, and you can both find a tag team partner and wrestle in the main event of Raw. I was like, so what was your plan for the main event of Raw if these two didn't start arguing, you know? So I did like that they said in this segment that like William Regal had an opponent planned for Saray and then mm-hmm. he changed it. Like if he didn't have any opponent schedule, that's like not really doing your job then, are you, Mr. General Manager? Yeah. But that yeah. wasn't the case. So I didn't have too much of a, an issue with it. Yes, uh, that was very good. Although I feel sorry for whoever Saray's opponent was. I'm just like, eh, yeah. you're just not working <laughs> anymore. Sorry. No. <laughs> Um, we'll, we'll, hey, we might as well talk if about you've, that match. If you've ever worked a wrestling show, that is very real. That is yeah. a real situation. Oh, you're on the show? Sorry, not anymore. Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Um, but uh, we might as well talk about that match now, which came later in the show. Uh, yeah, Zoe Stark versus Saray, which I thought was really fun. Um, really, really good. You can tell that NXT clearly have some plans for Zoe Stark, um, just from the way they were, they were booking the match. Like she got in a fair amount of offense as well. But this was made to highlight Saray and what she could do was very good really good action towards the end really really enjoyed like the the last like couple minutes of this match it was some really like tense close um cool action um but saray managed to uh pick up the win with this kind of like here's a question do you think this was botched because the, not the move but the pin because she hit this kind of like side suplex um thing which looked pretty cool and she went to go do the three count. And it's kind of at like three and a half. So after the referees called it, Zoe kind of half put her arm up. And I was like, were you supposed to do that earlier? Like, mm. it, something just didn't like ring true with me here. It was, it was very strange. Um, I mean, it was still great. Like the, the finish still worked for me. I was, it was just odd that she kind of like half kicked out a bit late as well. I was like, what was that? Yeah. I mean, if if uh, Saray's finishing move is still the Exploder Suplex ne- next week, then we might have a better idea. Because mm. it didn't they, it didn't feel like they really like put over it like, oh, this is her move mm. in, at the end. So we'll, we'll have a better idea going forward. But I thought the match was like, it was really fun. Again, this was the Saray showcase match. So Zoe Stark was able to get in a lot of offense, but it wasn't like, this wasn't the night to show off Zoe Stark. She wasn't getting in like the really impressive, cool moves. She was just working her over a little bit. It was still respectful. She wasn't cheating, but it was like, oh, she just hit a clothesline and then got the heat for the sake of the match before Saray finally made her come back and then won. I liked it. I'm kind of, I, I go back and forth on the idea of beating Zoe Stark right after her match with Tony Storm because in my mind, I would just have people win if they're supposed to be doing something and building to something else, as opposed to just losing like her next match after having beaten Tony Storm. But she's an underneath 
character and that was portrayed as like a fluky win you know with a roll up so I, it doesn't bother me that much but if i were writing the show i would just have the people that i'm pushing win mm. that, that's that's just me yeah. and it's not wwe so i can't i can't like hold it against them that much because i know that that's not the way that they operate but i would prefer that it would be if that makes sense yeah uh, i mean i i'm not I'm not against Zoe Stark losing here just because I think she she kind of she got over in defeat. I think she got in enough offense and she still looked good enough coming out of it. But you did want to beat you you did want to have Saray win in her debut match, obviously. So yes. I, I don't think it was a bad thing. I, I, w- I will say I'm not saying that Saray should have lost her debut match. Mm. You know, that is definitely not the, the case here. I'm just saying, you know, maybe have i don't know who is left on the nxt women's roster that's like below zoe stark that you could beat besides like Aaliyah, who i would not put in a position to have saray's day Kaden carter sure yeah something like that you know but I, I, yeah. again it was fine it was a really good match this is just me kind of nitpicking and thinking of how things could have been done better yeah uh and then afterwards stark and saray hug and uh, as as Stark's leaving, she gets attacked from behind by Tony Storm, who she beat at Stand and Deliver. Um, who kind of beats her up on the outside a little bit. Um, which I I think because Saray was then checking on uh, Stark afterwards, I wouldn't be surprised to see a Saray versus Storm match soon, um, and have that be a bit more of a maybe like a, a bigger match kind of thing. Because the Stark mm. one was solid and it was a bit back and forth, but I think that one's going to be a proper like big, possibly even like a main event of NXT kind of style match um, of those two going back and forth with Saray getting the win on that one. I think that's that's likely, I would think. Um, I think it would be cool if they'd originally said that it was going to be Tony Storm versus Saray and Saray's debut match and Storm got bumped for Stark just to kind of further mm. that whole thing of... Uh, like Storm being annoyed at Stark and Saray combined kind of thing. I think that would work. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's a really good idea actually, because it it yeah. builds off of like right now all we have to to go off of is that she's upset that she lost, you know, which is like that's fine. That's like kind of like bare minimum heel shtick. But if you add that in, it's just like another layer that you can add to it, and more mm-hmm. layers to a storyline to me is always better. So. absolutely yeah 100 percent um i've seen a lot of people in the chat uh have been saying that uh ronda rousey's just announced that she's pregnant oh well. which is pretty wild but congratulations to ronda rousey if that is the case i haven't fact checked that fact checker yeah that, <laughs> that's we've got my, one here that's um, my job <laughs> but uh yeah if that is the case congratulations to to ronda that's really cool um suppose that rules out any sort of wwe return in the near future um but uh anyway and after confirm, that ronda rousey is pregnant expecting wow. due date september 22nd cool well congratulations uh to ronda very nice wholesome stuff um after that uh after the oh sorry going off the the backstage when we had earlier we had la knight cut a little promo backstage before his match with dexter loomis um promo i thought was pretty good he's he's a good promo um and you know what i thought this match was all right i quite liked Mm -hmm. it um because i think as you mentioned in your edited review neither of these guys are known for their pure like in-ring wrestling caliber they're they're good workers but they're just not like you know the the kylo riders and the adam coles of this world 
Um, but this I thought was a pretty fun match. I, I, I quite enjoyed the, you know, the, the in-ring action that actually happened. Um, uh, but then it got to the angle, <laughs> um, which, you know, so we, we've spoken about this on last week's episode and a lot of people didn't agree with us, uh, because we said, we don't like this story of Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis and them being in love and the whole way getting involved and blah, 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 blah. We, we weren't, we weren't fans. So I'll say this week, I enjoyed it more than last week. There's my positive. Still not a huge fan, but I did enjoy it more than last week. Mm -hmm. um, because in this match here, Indy Hartwell is in the crowd. They kind of have a moment where they, uh, between the, the Perspex glass and the cage thing and the, that they have in the CWC, they both kind of put their hands together on the opposite side of the glass, which was a cute little moment. And then they kind of walk across to where there's no barrier protecting them. I was like, why don't you just do that in the first place? Whatever. <laughs> um, and then, um, but then they, they kind of, uh, you know, they're, they're being, uh, they're in a trance. They're so in love. And then LA Knight attacks uh, Dexter Loomis. Dexter um, gets distracted by Indy again uh, um, at ringside. And LA Knight wins with like a neck breaker, stunner, cutter yeah. through the ropes. Don't know what it was, but mm, it was fine. Um, but he, uh, LA Knight picks up the win. Dexter Loomis was distracted. But then after the match, it looks like uh, Indy gets up on the apron and they're very close to kissing. She even puts out her lips with a kiss. But then the way come out and break them up. Boo, heels, let them kiss or whatever. Um, and then they they um, take Indy Harwell away. All right, you it's, want me to go? Right. It's, it's all right. It's fine. I just Everyone's loving it and I don't get the love. It's it's fine. At best. All it's right. Fine. Uh, give me the hot tag. I'll tag you. Come on in, <laughs> Tempest. Let's make the chat mad. Yeah. I because I will say I have I have more fury to unleash in the later segment as opposed mm -hmm. to here. Cause sure. I I agree. I thought this week was more entertaining than than last week. I love the moment where they're they're like touching hands and they walk over and then Indy trips. Because she's yes. still kind of like the geek heel in mm -hmm. all of this. I did yes. really like that Very moment. Good. And that was Very the good. moment that I was thinking of when they were talking about the camera work and liking the to capture that moment. Because I really liked that. I thought that was really like, oh, it was a cute little moment. The issues that I have with this segment are, I get that you have to do these segments like on TV during matches, you got to weave them into things. But like, theoretically, why is she distracting this guy that she likes? Why is he not upset about having lost? And why is he interested? Like, again, people like a lot of people in the chat last week were saying like, well, he's the bad boy. He's, you know, the strong, silent type, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's not like he's John Travolta in Greece, you know, <laughs> driving up in a motorcycle with his leather jacket and a cigarette, you know, like that's not, he, I don't get it. I don't get it. And that, that's fine. Like you can get it and I, I don't have to get it. That's, that's okay. But I just didn't, it doesn't click with me why all of this is happening. Like, again, people were really hammering it home that like well this is like the family dynamic and and 
Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae are the overbearing parents and, and Austin theory is like the douchey son. And then she's the, the, the rebellious daughter who's going after the bad boy is like, that's cool. I get that. That's not the issue. That's actually the part of the, the angle that I really like. Cause I like the ways interactions and everything that mm-hmm. they do. Everything's being portrayed really well. Like the acting and everything is really good. No problems there, but I don't understand why this is happening still besides just, Oh, he's the bad boy. You see women yeah. like it's like, Hmm. I don't like that. I don't like it when over the last year, like nothing has, has made me think that Dexter Loomis is going to go out and get a, a love interest on this show when he's like kidnapping people and tying people up and throwing them in trunks of cars. And at some, sometime like appearing as a ghost in the crowd for Rod, for Roderick strong. Like I don't get it. And that's the easiest way that I can say it. It's just, I don't get it. It doesn't click with me. This isn't my angle. So I'll, I'll get, I'll get more into it later, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, the match was fine. Yeah. I like the match. I like Again, the match if you just well. have Dexter Loomis wrestle and not be like a freak, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's good. Um, we then got after that a backstage promo. I can't remember what order. I forgot to write this one down, so I just put it in here. Can't remember if it was here or later, but Leon Ruff did a promo backstage, um, which on its own, very good promo. Really, really solid stuff. Like, uh, like the content was really good, really good, like fire, had like really good, like passion behind it. The problem is he's still feuding with Swerve and that feud is done. And yeah. we've mentioned this a lot. Just they're, 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 they're done now. And this felt like a babyface promo, and sw- and Ruff continuing this feud on is a heel thing to do because you're lost, son, twice. Mm-hmm. So like, Clean. that's it. That's the that's the thing. You've lost. You extending this out is the heel thing to do because you can't accept the fact that you've lost. But this felt like a babyface promo, and it's just it just doesn't doesn't mesh. I don't know. Yeah. This goes across like all levels of WWE programming right now Mm. is I really don't like the trend of we've reached the end of the story and we go one more time. Normally, if they wanted to do this, there would be something in the match where, you know, Isaiah Swerve Scott like cheats to win or something like that. Not that I'm saying like, I don't think this rivalry should have extended at all like this. To me, it was done. But if you're going to do it, you have to give them a reason to face it to wrestle again. And just having one of the guys attack the other after the match, after the conclusive finish end to the rivalry, it just, it feels unnecessary. Like we Mm -hmm. got the appropriate ending and we're just going for one more chapter. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. Yes. Um, But after that, we got, or maybe before that, I don't know, I forgot the order of the things. uh, We got a sit down interview with Io Shirai. Um, we came back. Like a, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people expected her to maybe be called up to the main roster after she dropped the title to Raquel Gonzalez. Doesn't look like that's going to be happening, um, because uh, yeah, she had a sit down interview with Beth Phoenix here, um, who kind of just said, um, you know, here's here's you winning the the NXT Women's Championship here. Um, what do you think in this moment, kind of thing? And let's take a look back at your match with Raquel Gonzalez. What were you feeling after you got power bombed to the outside? She was like, that hurt. I was like, really? <laughs> Who'd have thought? Um, uh, yeah, uh, but interestingly, she said that she said she wants a rematch with Raquel Gonzalez at some point. Um, however, what she needs right now is some rest. 
Um, she just wants to take some time away. She said she's been defending the title for 300 plus days. She just needs some time for her body to just heal up a bit. And you know what? I think that's real. I think that is literally, uh-huh. she just wants some time away. She's just going to take some time off and she's going to come back. Um, and uh, But then she gets interrupted by Frankie Monet and her dog. Uh, and uh, Frankie Monet basically says, hey, you've had you've had a great rain. I'm really, really happy for you. I'm really glad that you've had this, this rain. While you're away, though, uh, I am going to be replacing you as top of the women's division, just so you know. Um, which was good stuff. Um, solid little promo. But then Io Shirai, as you mentioned uh, on your website coverage, I think, um, of, of NXT, did the biggest heel turn in the history of heel turns for Io Shirai, saying that she likes cats and then walked away. What? You can't say that, Eo. Dogs are great. It's the worst. Yeah. yeah. Well, to me, this segment was like the opposite of that first segment on the show with Kyle O'Reilly, where this felt very like authentic. Maybe not the Frankie Monet walking in and interrupting everything, but just the sit-down interview portion. I was like, yeah. All of this, I can totally suspend my disbelief and watch this and believe that Io Shirai wants to take some time off after mm-hmm. having been champion for almost a year. That's excellent stuff. Love it. Perfect. And then I think Io Shirai and Frankie Monet will be a good match. Like, I have no reason to think it wouldn't be. I don't know when exactly we're going to get that match. If Io Shirai is going to take time, maybe maybe this will come after all of that i don't know i don't know but i'm looking forward to seeing the match and as a segment this gets a thumbs up for people saying that i only nitpick things i like this segment things are good on this show guys i enjoyed this show yep this was a pretty solid segment by the way nothing wrong with cats nothing nothing against cats but when you've got a dog there and then you say angrily to the person i like cats you're insinuating that you don't like dogs and that's the problem Mm mm-hmm bloody eo sort it out um after that we got a tag team match between the grism young veterans and brizango um i rolled my eyes to start with because it came back from i think an ad break brizango mm-hmm. were in the ring they were dre- dressed as beef eaters which is the british royal guard thing is with the big black hats everyone knows them um and i was like what the hell are they doing why are they what who, what is Breeze? What is Breezango? Fashion Files. They've fallen so far from that. What is going on with this? Then the Grizzle Jung Veterans music hit, and I was like, okay, this makes way more sense. All right, I, I kind of get this now. Um, and then, of course, that set up Grizzle Jung Vets to cut a very good promo. Zach Gibson is genuinely one of my favorite promos. He's just the best. Um, and just him saying, like, it's just dis- you, you bloody yanks, you know, you're so disrespectful. Jog on. I, I just love his, like, as an English man, I just love his like his verbiage and just doing like the traditional like English slang and just be like, hey, jog on, get out of here. Um, it was really cool. Uh, and then yeah, set up a, a cool match. And Grizzly Jog Vets mentioned in that uh, opening promo saying, MSK, I hope you're watching, just kind of keeps that plate spinning of them wanting the NXT tag titles down the line without actually having them do it now because it doesn't look like they're going to be doing that right now, which. Thumbs up again, because it's not an immediate rematch, which I'm all for. Um, Yeah, I thought this was pretty good. Well, I mean, as far as just the promo and everything, I think that Grizzled Young Veterans are just about, like, the most complete package for a tag team in NXT right now. Like, their work in the ring is fantastic. I will get into the match, but I 
loved one of the moments in this match. Just I gushed over it in the, mm-hmm. the edited review. But um, so so rarely nowadays in WWE do you get a, an act that actually can cut a really good promo within the confines of the WWE system. And Grizzled Young Veterans very clearly can. And that's a very good asset to have. Like if you're a really good wrestler and you can cut a promo with WWE style and also you have like a good look, which Grizzled Young Veterans do. I, I think they've got it, man. Like, I mm-hmm. think this is like the WWE uh, tag team system and everything doesn't matter at all. So I'm not going to judge them based on that kind of success, but they can be like the next great tag team of NXT, something that was missing for a long time. And I'm very, very excited about that. Like I, I had to cut it from my edited review, but I thought they were like the new version of the revival essentially where it's like the undisputed air were like the cocky ha ha douchey douchey heels ha you know gonna make fun of you guys like ha ha what a nerd but these guys are just like they're just bad they don't mm-hmm. want to be cool they just want to beat you in any way that they can and i love that these are like perfect heels excellent stuff yep 100 percent agree uh and yeah i thought the match itself was very very good uh we'll talk about that one spot because I also really want to talk about it, because like you said, it reminded me, it gave me that kind of revival vibe of them just being like the biggest out-and-out heels they can possibly be and just bending the rules to the the nth degree, um, where James Drake comes off the turnbuckle and pretends uh, he feigns a knee injury. Like he lands and is immediately like drops to the floor, like goes over to the ropes, like no, 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 and like pulls like his pads down and everything, is trying to like get it uh, checked on him. I think the setting of this from everyone was really great because like Breeze hops off the apron and goes to like lean in to like check. And he's like, Hey, I'm just checking. Is he okay? And like, um, uh, Fandango comes over just kind of like hands on hips being like, is he okay? And like, what's going on? Uh, Zach Gibson comes over and he's just like, Oh, is everything okay? And just as the referee bends down, he just turns around and just gives a thumb to the eye to Breeze Ango. And immediately James Drake just gets to his feet. He was like, cool. Good to go. Let's go. And it's just, it's so simple. But it's just the most pure heel, perfect work that you can do. I love the Grizzled Young Vets so much. This was a brilliant spot. My heart melted when I saw this. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I love good heel work. Like, good, proper heel work. More than just about anything in wrestling. Like the revival when they were in NXT would do this sort of thing like all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, they did a, I think it was their match against American Alpha in Dallas, the one that everyone yes. really loves, where they they were up on the top rope and doing this, and they hopped down and like stomped on his face or raked his eyes or something like that. And I was like, "You're just such perfect heels, just such perfect bad guys." And that's exactly what I want out of a heel team like this. It just ooh, so good. I could not have like booked this better. This was this was a perfect spot in the confines of a match. Like, yep, could not be done better. Picture perfect. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, that managed to turn the tide for Grizzled Young Vets. They pretty much had control of the match up until the finish, uh, which was them hitting a ticket to mayhem on Breeze, and uh, they got the win. Great, loved it. Good Two stuff. Two thumbs around. up. I really like yep. their finish too. It's kind mm. of like. It's a little similar to the Shatter Machine, but I don't care. It's The Shatter mm. Machine is one of the coolest tag finishers, so if you have something that's kind of like that, awesome. Cool. Yeah, yeah. great. Um, we then had 
uh, Indy Hartwell backstage for a promo. Mm. So she she wanted to say some things about Dexter Loomis, but very quickly, the way it all came in, I was like, no, cut the feed, not doing this, not having this promo, just stop. Uh, my next note here, which you're not going to like, Tempest, oh, is, is I put, do. I'm actually kind of getting the Loomis story now, regrettably. And I'm sorry, <laughs> but this was all right. I, I quite enjoyed this segment. I didn't. Um, I didn't have a problem with this segment. Mm-hmm. I will say, like, yeah, we're we're it's... we're still cool here, Pete. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. I I just I I I got it a bit more in in this in this segment alone. I I got it a bit more, which is different to all the other segments. Um, they all come in. Bronson Reed comes in and uh, starts mouthing off, just being like, "Hey, why why you got a crap all over their love?" love is great let him let him be in love um and then austin theory says that the only way that reed gets another title shot at johnny gargano's north american championship is if he can beat austin theory because theory went to william regal and said i this is what he wanted um and uh bronson says all right and then walks off and gargano is a bit annoyed and is just like what the hell man why'd you go to regal why did you why did you do that he pinned you last week do you not remember idiot uh, which again, I, I I just like the interactions between the way. I I really I'm really enjoying their. I hmm. it's really difficult because I still don't think this is the best use of Johnny Gargano. However, I really like the dynamic they've got with the way, and I I didn't quite I wasn't fully on board with last week's show. This week though, I really like the dynamics they've got. I think Austin Theory is doing some really good work as well as that kind of bit of an idiot understudy to to johnny kept calling him papa john which is great love that um yeah it's just i don't i quite, I quite liked it i quite like the segment quite yeah. liked it tempest so that's 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 okay pete because i okay. like this segment too like yeah i i enjoy the interactions within the way like mm-hmm. they they all play their roles really well and i at least in this segment when bronson reed is like i want another shot at least he won last week. That is mm-hmm. at least something where he beat the understudy of Johnny Gargano and is like, yeah, I want another shot. I, I can roll with that. There's another piece of title shot verbiage coming later in the show that I was not on board with. Mm-hmm. But for now, I liked this. And it doesn't. this doesn't really matter, but I'm getting a little bit tired of this is just a wrestling trope. This happens everywhere where we have a scheduled interview with, with Indy Hartwell. Indy, what do you think? No, 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 no. Immediately interrupts the interview. And this happens on like every show. And I was like, can we just, can we just get an interview for once? Like just like, can we just have the person ask the question and get an answer? This is a bigger problem that I have with AEW than WWE because that it's become like a, a parody now where it's like it's sting all right sting what do you think no 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 my <laughs> turn my turn team chats here we go yes yeah so i mean that's just a wrestling thing that i noticed here i was like oh they're doing it again but yeah again i liked this segment we're still yes. we're still cool for now Pete. we're still all right 
Also, we need to pick up the pace because we've already been going for 45 minutes. Otherwise, it's going to be a very long episode. Uh, we had Cameron Grimes backstage. He was bidding on an NFT and got outbid by Ted DiBiase. Uh, it, it, funny. Uh, yeah. And it looks like we're going to be getting some sort of Ted DiBiase thing. Ted DiBiase said so on, I think it was an interview or a podcast or something, saying that he was going to go to NXT and work a thing with Cameron Grimes. They've already started teasing that here. I'm on board. It should be Love really it. stupid and really funny. I'm on board. This is great. This is WWE comedy done well. And I like, I really, I love the idea of Ted DiBiase interacting with the young talent and elevating him. So this, Mm -hmm. this to me was like great. I love Cameron Grimes in this role. Yep. Uh, We then got that Zoe Stark's Saray match that we mentioned before. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai had a backstage promo. Gonzalez saying she wants to take out everyone one by one till no one's left standing, which was cool. Uh, We then had, we are going to have to spend a little bit of time on this one. Because Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae backstage. Walking, this is the one, Pete. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm, I'm just going to say the facts of what happened. So, <laughs> Indy and Candice are walking backstage. Candice is talking to Indy Hartwell. Indy gets distracted because Dexter Loomis behind a glass door is just there looking like a creep. And just kind of, because it's kind of like half like frosted and half just like clear glass. And he just kind of pokes his head over the frosted bit and he's just kind of standing there. Candace Ray keeps talking to Indy like she's still with her and walks off. But Indy gets distracted by Dexter and is still talking to him or goes and does something with him at the door. Who knows? We don't see it. Um, Candace walks on like like Indy's still with her and runs into Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. And she says, the titles belong to us. We're the best. We're the way. We should get another shot. And then uh, Ember and Shotzi be like, oh yeah, what does Indy think of that? And Candice turns around and Indy isn't there. She goes, oh no. And then Ember and Shotzi drag her into a lock, literally drag her into the locker room and beat her up. And then, later on, we'll talk about this now, Indy Hartwell comes in with Candice LeRae and Indy says that they've got another shot of the women's tag titles. Mm. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae, as a tag team, have won one single match since January. They just lost the tag title match and then lost the NXT after TakeOver. Why in God's name are they getting another shot? I'll tell you why. Because they're the only other women's tag team on the show. Mm -hmm. It's almost like we shouldn't have made another set of belts. But this was this was not like my main issue with with this whole segment because to me this is where like the everything was just at its dumbest, mm-hmm. you know. Like I don't, again, I just I don't understand it because Dexter Loomis is like just creeping, and I don't. Maybe it's I don't know. I don't know what I can say to just get across that I don't understand how you look at that and be like, oh, oh, that that guy. Uh, he just, he really gets the heart going. Oh, you know, look at him. Look at those eyes, those big, beautiful eyes and that mustache. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I thought the progression of this segment was really good in the sense mm-hmm. of just like, oh, it's comedy. You know, the, the heel team is talking and she keeps walking and runs into the baby faces and then her partner's not there, you know, everything. I did, I said this in the edited review. And I went and saw it afterwards that Candace did like hit Ember Moon's water into her face, which mm-hmm. makes me feel a bit better about them beating her up. But I don't know. I still don't like the idea of two baby faces dragging one heel into a locker room and just beating them up. It's like it's the same the same sort of thing where I didn't like Kyle O'Reilly just clocking mm-hmm. uh, Cameron Grimes at the start. 
You know, it's like I want my baby faces to be more virtuous than that. But I don't know. I and I I think this is as good a time to bring this up as you know compared to last week, where Dexter Loomis like walked off with M- uh, Indy Hartwell in the main event. Yeah. What happened there? We don't know. Like in theory, they walked into the sunset and can be together. Like, yeah. did they just like did he just put her down and go like? I'll see you next week oh, then. That was that. You know? Yeah. Did he like draw her a painting? Did he paint her like one of her French girls or, or something? Did they go home and get it on? I don't know. It's not been told. Like what, what happened when they went backstage? Because like, we're just starting from the beginning again, you know, yep. like they, they got together at the end of the last episode. So mm-hmm. what are they doing now? I, I need more progression. It to me, it just seems like there's a bunch more like skits just for the sake of being funny now. Like, aha, they're they're in love for some reason, but there isn't actually like a progression of the story. You know, if if they were seen together backstage, just kind of being like looking around, sneak a kiss, and then like run off. That's different. You know, that's like a progression. Like they're getting together, but. I don't know. To me, it's just segments for the sake of like being goofy, and I don't, I don't really find many of them very funny. Yeah, uh, people in the chat saying that there's an exclusive on the WWE YouTube channel that doesn't count because if you can't explain it on your TV show, then it doesn't count. Not like they didn't even show the exclusive on the episode which week, which would have been fine if it had been mm-hmm. a YouTube exclusive. But they played it on the show this week that would have explained it. Cool, but they didn't. Stuff on YouTube just does it doesn't count. I'm sorry, and nor does Talking Smack, and nor does Raw Talk. I'm sorry, but they're just not canon. As much as WWE tries to say that they are, they're not. Um, after that, uh, yeah, we had we had the one more backstage promo with the way as well, where uh, Johnny and and Austin Theory are being all sad, and then uh, Candice and Indy come in. Candice looking obviously very beaten up, which I thought that the effect of her being beaten up, which quite funny quite um uh evocative and uh, they get very excited after they get told that they can get another women's tag title match and they go either way except candace is joining <laughs> because she's grumpy uh yeah it was all right it was fine yep. we should probably move on because we're gonna run out of time um we then got uh kushida got a video promo uh, about his cruiserweight title went from last week which was cool um and uh, he then, uh, because he won his title win an open challenge last week, he wants to offer an open challenge this week. So he comes out and offers an open challenge, which is answered by Oni Lorkin, which I thought was a brilliant person to answer this. Um, mm-hmm. Not just because it's going to be a great match because it's Oni Lorkin, but also because his wheels have just kind of been spinning since Danny Birch got injured and they had to relinquish the tag titles. Um, so this gives him something to do, which is really good. And it was a great match. Kushida's not wearing boots anymore. I don't know if I like that or not. <laughs> uh sure um also did he come out with his back to the future thing on because i thought it was just the trunks unless he took it off early and i missed it uh did he have the jacket and stuff on i i don't recall honestly like everything kind of happened really quick uh the both the trunks and the lack of boots to me is just like it's a lateral move like it's just change for the sake of change like i don't know it doesn't make him like a more interesting character or wrestler to me so it's like it's whatever I don't have, you know, I don't have too much of a, an issue with it one way or the other. But love this. Love this match. Mm. Love Oni Lorcan. And I love the idea of a cruiserweight open challenge being like a new week to week thing. Because 
what better way to get the most out of Kushida, who's a great wrestler and his biggest strength has always been wrestling. What better way mm-hmm. to get a bunch of these guys on the show in really good matches? What better way to just have good matches on your show? Mm-hmm. This is a home run idea. It's perfect. Perfect idea. Give me this every single week. Yep. So many guys on 205 Live, they're doing nothing. Like, this is just, 100%. oh my God. Kurt Stallion and Arya Davari and, and so many guys that they could do this with. It's so easy. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. 100%. Yeah. Um, and it was, yeah, great match. Uh, Kashida got the, the, the win. Uh, it was quite like a scrappy match, but intentionally so, uh, which I quite liked. Um, and yeah, he got the hoverboard lock. He started working over uh, over his arm and managed to get the hoverboard lock into win. Good stuff. Uh, after the bell, Legado del Fantasma come out and start beating up uh, Kushida. But before Santos can properly go ham, uh, MSK come out to even the odds. And we're getting a six-man tag match next week of MSK and Kushida versus Legado del Fantasma, which I'm quite looking forward to. Um, mm. Simply because we're getting all of Legado del Fantasma together, which is good. And also MSK and Kushida's a fun team. And they're all really good wrestlers. So... Again, thumbs up from me. Enjoyed this a lot. Um, and also, I like MSK just being baby faces because there you go. Um, also, we are currently joined in uh, the the backstage arena. He probably won't want me saying this because I don't know if he's actually uh, supposed to be here. Uh, but we are, we are joined by uh, someone who am I going to bring on? <laughs> Give me a nod or a shake of the head if I'm bringing you on or not. That's a shrug. <laughs> That's so indecisive. All right. We're joined by Luke. Hey, Luke. Hello. Hello, everyone. Sorry. I didn't to I actually, I, I'm very well. Thank you very much. Excellent show this. Um, okay. I actually just dropped. I actually just dropped by because I was, I, I'm too cheap to send in a hyper chat, but wanted to just, <laughs> so I was just going to write my hyper chat in the private message and then leave so read it out later. <laughs> Well, read it out so, yourself, Luke. Oh, okay. Well, it's because um, I was watching you on the live feed and you were talking about Kushida. And mm. I wanted to ask, um, I mean, Tempest in particular, because I thought you would uh, be, you know, have some thoughts on this. But I saw a tweet uh, about Kushida that said, like, my man Kushida left New Japan because he wanted to travel the world and not be a cruiserweight. And he's gone to WWE, has not left Florida, and is the cruiserweight champion. Um <laughs> And I just like I, I kind of I just want a bit more for my boy, for my boy Kushida. Yeah, I mean I love 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 Kushida. I always loved him in New Japan because he was the he was the the face of the junior division for like God four or five years anyway, and so so good in that role. And I knew I knew 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 that when he decided to leave New Japan for WWE, I was like, dude, you're gonna be on two hundred five live. You're a cruiserweight. <laughs> Just that's how they're going to see you because he can't cut a promo and he's not terribly charismatic. You know, it's not like like Shinsuke Nakamura, even with his charisma, was not able to break through to the highest level of WWE. You know, he got close and then they pulled him back. But that's with the most charismatic guy like ever. And Kushida is pretty close to the opposite end of the spectrum there. Like all he really had to offer was great wrestling. So... To me, that's like a guy that's tailor-made to just end up on 205 Live, and that's really disappointing to me. Um, but yeah, uh, Pete, do you have any other things you'd like to add on, on that? And then I'll, I'll, I'll let you get back to your excellent review. Uh, no, I don't really have anything else to add other than the fact that we're now going to overrun 
Thanks for that. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Luke you're was very, trying to whiz welcome. through because we were going to possibly get an overrun anyway. And Luke decides to come in and add some extra time. Thanks, bud. <laughs> you're welcome. Bye, guys. <laughs> See Bye, you Luke. later, Luke. <laughs> um, what a lovely guy. He's great. Um, we got a promo from Mercedes Martinez. Um, backstage here saying that uh in the uh in the promo earlier with dakota and raquel dakota was the one that was speaking for raquel Raquel, i need to get her out of your way um so that there's nothing stopping uh going between me and the title thought it was really effective looks like we're going to get mercedes versus dakota match and then eventually it's going to be a mercedes versus raquel match on board with all of that yep it's great all good progression mm-hmm. storyline progression love to see it absolutely uh, we then got that way promo that we mentioned earlier, and we got Ever Rise versus Imperium next, which, as you mentioned on your edited review, is more of an angle than a match. Uh, which was an odd angle, though. I'm still not sure what I'm supposed to get out of it, but I'm hoping they explain it next week. Um, where Killian Dane comes out and tries to speak to Alexander Wolf at ringside. They are just kind of talking, they're not getting physical. He's just like, hey man, what? And then Drake Maverick comes out and starts to beat up Alexander Wolf and actually get physical. And then Dane's like, wait, no, don't do that. And then kind of drags off Drake Maverick to the back because he got physical with Alexander Wolf. And I'm like, well, why is he protecting Wolf? What does he want? I think that's the point. I think we're supposed to question what they want next, but it was a bit strange. And then Imperium won. Cool. Yeah. I guess. So, I mean, what I took away from the angle part of this was like Killian Dane basically coming out and being like, hey, bruh, you stuck your nose in my business last week we're going to have a, a quick chat about it, like big beefy men. And then his like little yappy sidekick ran in and just started throwing hands. And he's like, Hey, no, this is not the time for this. This comes later. And like carried him off. I, I don't know if it's them teasing a reunion of Wolf and Dane. Mm-hmm. It could very well be. Obviously there's a lot of interplay there because of sanity and whatnot. But yeah. I, I, I just got the, the sense of like, we're going to fight, but I'm telling you that we're going to fight. We're not going to fight now, but I'm letting you know it's coming. And then meanwhile, his like little chihuahua partner came in and he had to like reel him in. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know if Imperium is trying to recruit Dane. I don't know if that's the story they're going to do. And there's also some weird tension between Imperium where it's still like Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner are still giving Alexander Wolf like a bit of a side eye. Like anytime, like when they're doing the entrance, they all at the same time did their you know, hands behind the back thing. But then after Imperium won, Wolf did it first, and then the other two followed two afterwards. It's like, oh, they're not in sync anymore. And when they did mm. that, Bartel was like, eh, I don't know about this guy. It's like, well, what are all these bits? Maybe explain some stuff. I don't know. Um, because for me, it does the thing is I enjoy like subtle storytelling like that, but there doesn't seem to be a reason for any of it. Like if they'd have explained that Wolf is becoming a bit unhinged or he you know when walter's not there he fancies himself the leader of imperium or something and they're like uh i don't know about that chief you know something like that that's some cool subtle storytelling and just having a little bit of a side is a really cool way to do that but i just don't know the reason of them feeling this tension right now which would could do with explaining personally but that's just me um yeah so we got confirmation that next week we're getting msk and kashida versus the gadwell phantasma in the six-man tag we're getting the women's tag title match of the way versus um uh moon and blackheart i think that's next week and we're getting uh bronson reed versus austin theory and if bronson reed wins he gets a future title shot for the north american championship uh and then we had the main event that we mentioned before of o'reilly versus cameron grimes 
Um, I thought this was a decent little episode. Nothing too earth-shattering, but some pretty solid story progression, which is what you want. Um, the stories progress ni- nicely. I'm not a huge fan of Bronson Reed and the way getting shots again. Like you said, there's the, the argument of Bronson Reed winning on NXT last week, which is something. But I'm still... It's so soon after Stand and Deliver. It's literally two weeks since then, and we're already getting like rematches for the same titles they've already been going for. And there's no... like. I think if Bronson Reed was going to get another shot, he should have maybe had to build more to it instead of just beating the way last week. And that's it. And now he get you know, sure, he's got to beat Austin Theory yeah. again next week. Sure, whatever. But like, if he had more of a journey to get back to that title shot, I think that would have been better. And the way getting another shot now is stupid. <laughs> it's just stupid. I'm just going to say it. Um, but new feuds for the, the tag titles, the NXT and the NXT women's, I'm on board with. So... Mm-hmm nice uh yeah three out of five share for me good stuff yeah i gave it a three out of five in the uh edited review but i want i want to say like this is what i want nxt to be i don't necessarily like unless there's an actual like killer five-star match match on the show i don't think nxt really like needs to go above a three out of five you know like Three out of five should be their average, and I'd be very happy with a three out of five average. You know, if that makes sense. Like, I don't want, I don't want the spectacular and the because that's what we supposedly got for like the last two years in NXT, where it was just it was too much. They were doing so much all the time to try and counter AEW, and now they can just kind of like take a step back, do their weekly storytelling, and it won't lead to like the most exciting shows every week. But it should lead to a consistent and good show, and that to me is more than enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's exactly what you want. Is you want a good, solid show with logical, progressive storytelling that leads to really good payoffs at takeovers. That's yeah. what the the pay per view cycle should be. That's what NXT used to be, and it worked really well. Let's see what you guys thought of the show. Let's get into your ultra chats here. Uh, Dean Brereton says, uh, Kyle should uh, should stay silent. Just play the unwanted hero role, not talking, etc. Personally feel he should be going for the US title from Johnny Average. Not a fan of Gargano. <gasps> Blasphemy. Think his matches are too formulaic unless Champ is involved. <gasps> Blasphemy. That's, that's a strong disagree there, Dean. Johnny yeah. Gargano, I think, is fantastic in the ring. Agreed uh yeah i I'm, I'm kind of on board with kyle not having a huge talking role and just kind of being a more strong and silent type you know like dexter loomis all the ladies will mm-hmm. be after him um but uh yeah i, I I'm, I'm on board with that like this promo wasn't it didn't blow me away um i think kyle is a solid promo but it just didn't blow me away this one is all but hey yeah. Uh, Blake comes in to say, uh, how long do they sell Cole as injured before his return? Would you keep him off TV until the next takeover to cost O'Reilly against Cross? Or is that too long for a top talent to be off TV? Uh, I don't think that's too long for a top talent to be off TV because they've got enough. Top talent to be off TV is a lot of T's in that sentence. Um, I think they've got enough star power behind them to keep it going. With Carl as the new babyface, they've got Cross as the new NXT champion. Uh, if they're going to bring Balor back at some point, now they've got, you know, like Eva Shirai, Raquel Gonzalez. They've got a lot of these kind of top stars to fill that the the star power void 
Um, so I, I don't think it will be too long for him to be off. And I don't know the best way to bring him back, honestly, because I don't really want him to come back. I know he said on, you know, when they were being wheeled into the into the local medical facility that Cole was saying, you know, he's dead. I'm going to get you, you son of a bitch or whatever he said. I don't want him to do it, though. I don't want him to have another match. I don't want him to, to continue that feud out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. See, me, this, this is the issue now, because before... If you were NXT champion and lost the belt and finished your storyline, you were done. You would go up to the Mm -hmm. main roster, but that's just not the way that they've been doing it the last couple of years. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know anymore. Like, because again, you say like Finn Balor, oh, you bring Finn Balor back. What the hell is Finn Balor going to do now? Like, is he just going to go for the title again? Like, I don't know. To me, this is kind of like the, the dip for this version of NXT compared to years past where like, this is where you would move on. But they're mm-hmm. like, I feel like a parent just kind of being like, you know, 18, you know, you're, you're it's about time you moved out of the house. You know, <laughs> maybe if you want to start looking for apartments, you know, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Haggard says, uh, Hey guys, first saw you on an early on early Quizzlemania's Pete and thought you were a stand up guy. Thanks. You're cool too. Tempest. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> what are five NXT versus main roster dream matches? Me, I want to see Orton versus Champa, Walter versus Brock, Cole versus Styles, Gargano versus Drew, and Loomis versus The Fiend. Mm. Amazing. Hard uh, passing the last one, but I like the idea of the other ones. Walter Brock. Yeah. Give me oh, like my uh, cubs. <laughs> Yeah. Give me like uh, uh, MSK against the Usos should be a, a really oh, fun match. Oh, that's a great shout. Love that. Yes, great idea. Uh yeah and give me yeah something like cole styles would be amazing um yeah gargano versus i'm thinking like put him up against a giant i know drew is technically you know massive compared to gargano but i'm thinking like a top like heel monster Mm -hmm. someone i can't think of a good Uh, one right now but give me kyle o'reilly and daniel bryan is another (gasps) one i'd really like to see yeah yeah um sadie 6969 degan comes in again to say me again let's be honest saray's original opponent was meant to be either Aaliyah or casey catanzaro uh what's saray's intangible also <laughs> i'm sorry boys but i love the indian dexter love story i have a massive crush on the silent boy three out of five show nxt reviews for 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 life well we hope so the only way to make sure that these nxt reviews do keep going is to watch them so please do continue to watch them and share them around with everyone that you want to watch it because that's the way these nxt nxt reviews are going to stick is if people actually do end up watching them um yeah it probably was going to be a leave us or casey wasn't it against yeah. <laughs> against saray they're um, really the only bodies left i don't i don't yeah. even know what saray's uh intangible would be so i'll be honest i don't really know that much about her yet me neither no this will be this will be a good, question good wrestler for, yeah <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Good um, music. I liked her music. Yes. Her yes, intangible her is good music. very good. Yeah. Uh, Bacon Rasher comes in again to say, Hi again, lads. I'm a huge fan of Grizzly Young Vets and what gives him for years in the UK. What are your thoughts on a boy who cried wolf story? Drake does the injury bit now and again, but in the title match, it costs them. Grizzly Young Vets win the belts eventually. Long-term booking. Um, That could be quite fun. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I, I, I like the idea of not necessarily boy who cried wolf, but just baby faces being smart and just being yes. like, We've seen this bit before. You know what you're doing. You can't fool us this time. That's that's cool. I like that. Yeah, abs- that is a very good point. I'm I'm more than happy with this just being like a fun spot in a match. But Babyface is being smart and catching on to their heel tactics is like very good stuff for me. Really like that. 
Uh, Kevin comes in to say, uh, this episode gives me pre-Wednesday Night War era, when we didn't need to have baggers every week. Instead, we build new stars and show what everyone can do before going into new feuds. Exactly. Yeah, yeah 100%. Uh, and uh, Rangers Mayhem says, uh, the show is average. Was Saray wearing EO's old ring gear? Uh, <laughs> side note, do you think Rich Swan shows up on Dynamite uh, to promote the pay-per-view this Sunday? That's hmm. a good idea, but I don't think he will. I mean, if I was booking the territory, I would I would have that happen. Like, mm. yeah, because I mean, it's whatever. This isn't the AEW podcast, but like a lot of people have kind of complained about how, uh, like AEW shows up on Impact a lot, but like the it doesn't swing both ways. Like they really haven't promoted Impact's pay per view like at all. Which I've heard there's like some things here where like. Uh, TNT wouldn't like if you were promoting another show's show and and whatever. But I mean, that sort of thing you need to do if you're going to be in a relationship with people. Like mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, put Rich Swan put put Rich Swan on the show. Let's make it happen. All right, Tempest. I have an email here from uh, Juan, who's emailed in uh, before to the Intangibles, uh, who says. Hola, intangibles. Or I guess in Spanish, that would be intangibles. I've been sure. trying to work out how we can make intangibles sound like ingobernables <laughs> so that we can be like los intangibles to, to wrestle talk and put that on a shirt. Because I think that would be yes. really good, but it doesn't quite flow yet, but I'm working on it. L-I-W is, yeah, that is going to be us. That's so good. Los intangibles. Cube. No, it's not. It's it's, it's one syllable shorter mm. than Ingobernables, and it just yeah. throws off the flow. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, Juan says, "Hola, intangibles in Spanish." Let's say, um, just wanted to ask, how does Tempest take showers if he never takes his mask off? It's a good question. That is a very personal question, Juan. Mm. Uh, I'm thinking I... about Tempest shower time. I mean, Jesus. Yes. Uh, the answer to that is uh, meticulously, mm -hmm. passionately, take my time, make sure that I enjoy myself. It's my me time, you know, <laughs> you really get you get to to look yourself in the mirror a little bit, look into this, these eyes behind the mask and really decompress from the, the week that was. So I, I appreciate the question and allowing me to to share about the time that I spend in the shower. <laughs> Thank you very much for your email, Juan. Uh, if you guys want to email in, by the way, support at WrestleTalk.com is the place to do so. Uh, and uh, we might read out your emails on a podcast episode. And we've got another one here. Uh, and this one's great because the subject of the email is intangibles appreciation email, already big thumbs up, slash I got a new puppy. I'm already <sighs> so on board with this. Okay. Uh, this is comes in from uh, Nishant. Sorry if I mispronounced your name. That's N-I-S-H-A-A-N-T. Nishant? I don't know. That's, that um, but, sounds about right. Yeah. Um, but yes. Uh, they email in to say, Dear Wrestle Boys, I usually email you guys with cool tidbits in old WrestleTalk podcasts that I come across, but today is different. Over the weekend, I got a puppy, a two-month-old female English Mastiff. I wanted to name her either Trish or Lita, after my favorite female wrestlers, but my mother didn't like that, and we named her Raina. Uh, we soon realized that she was teething, and she'd be teething on us if we didn't do anything. 
So we got another puppy, this time a French Mastiff, and we're calling her Roxanne. We'll attach a picture of them, and do let me know if you would like to see more. Uh, P.S. The Intangibles are slowly becoming my favourite duo on WrestleTalk, and I've got some intangibles for them. Uh, for Tempest, it would be knowledgeable, as he's super smart. For Pete, oh. it would be comfortability, because he just wants to be comfortable, leave him alone. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I do. I do just want to be comfortable. Um, that's and it I do just want to be knowledgeable. And you do just want to be knowledgeable, exactly, yes. Uh, I'm going to see here. Uh, there's only one picture attached, so I... Okay, but I'm going to see if I can share my screen here. Obviously, this is an audio-only format, but I'm going to see if I can share this so you can have a look at this, Tempest, because it's incredibly cute. <laughs> oh, my God. Look <laughs> at that little face and those little eyes. It's got a little wrinkly nose. It's a very wrinkly nose. Oh, man. Oh, what a cute... Man. What a good boy slash girl. Oh, Goodness I mean, they're all good me. boys, in fairness. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you way, so much for that email. My heart is, I know, is right? puppies. Yeah, they're, they're incredibly cute. Uh, and thank you very much for that email. That has made our days, like genuinely. Um, and of course, thank you for saying the intangibles are your favorite wrestle talk duo because we are awesome. In uh, in all fairness, uh, yeah. So it it does make a lot of sense. Um, as a reminder again, support talk.com If you would like to just tell us how much you love us, that's the that's the place to do so. Um, and uh, yeah, we're, we're going to be great. Um, what have you been up to lately, uh, Tempest? Because we've had the the story of um, the rooster that's been that's been plaguing you for ages. What's what's the latest on the rooster? We need to know. Okay, so I don't believe that I've told this story in full, and I will do my mm. best to to make it brief. I think so, I think we said because we came as right at the end of a podcast, we realized that we hadn't told the story of the rooster. So let's go from the start up to now. What's the rooster? That that's correct. So probably now about three weeks ago, I'm looking like this. I first heard like a cartoon stock sound effect, cock-a-doodle-doo one morning and i was like the hell was that what the hell was that and i get up and i open my window and just kind of wait for a second and sure enough there's just a rooster crowing in the neighborhood and we're like this is toronto this is not the the rural countryside of canada which does exist and would be a far more suitable place for a rooster to be crowing this is suburban Toronto, Canada. So, of course, this is a little bit strange. And I think this was on like a Tuesday, maybe an early Wednesday. So I'm like, God, I hope like I'm not I don't know if this can bleed through onto podcasts, onto the audio, which I don't think so far it has. But I was hoping like, God, I hope this doesn't like bleed through onto Quizzlemania or something like oh, I don't want to ruin my audio. So we call the the bylaw officer in Toronto with, because you're not allowed to have roosters in the city, mm -hmm. first and foremost. But, you know, if it was a silent animal, probably wouldn't care that much. You know, mm -hmm. it'd be like if someone's lawn was a little bit too long. Don't really care. You're not supposed to do that either. But that's not bothering me. I'll mind my own business. But it was the fact that this sucker would just start crowing cock-a-doodle-doo for, like, 
hours on end mm-hmm. and no <clears throat> excuse me goodness hit puberty there <laughs> <laughs> it's very sad <laughs> goodness me it was the fact that it would just go for hours on end and not at like convenient hours of the day either because as you might know about roosters they tend to get you up in the morning mm. so we we called this bylaw officer and initially they were like okay yeah give us like uh five days to to deal with this and i was like Okay, so that puts this was like maybe Wednesday or Thursday. That puts us at like the Monday or Tuesday of the next week. And this is now WrestleMania week. So, first of all, a lot of audio being made because I was on like five mm-hmm. straight podcasts with the NXT reviews and then SmackDown and then WrestleMania both or WrestleMania Sunday. So, I was not really in the mood to have this be an issue. And also, I didn't really want to lose a lot of sleep that week because mm. obviously it's the biggest week of our year. So we call them, they say five days. I'm like, okay, I can work with that. That's not too bad. Five days go by. It's still there. I call the bylaw officer again and they really don't give me any, any information, whatnot. So end up having to call animal services and they're like, oh yeah, uh, the bylaw people, they shouldn't have told you five days. This will take like, 15 to 30 days to to get rid of and i'm like oh my god and at this point it's starting to get me up at like 5 Mm a.m which is not a time of day that i ever want to see in person 5 a.m is like a mythical time that Mm -hmm. doesn't exist to me because i don't want to be awake for 5 a.m there's no circumstance where i want to be up at 5 a.m so this happens like several days in a row i get up at like 5 a.m 5 30 6 a.m three days in a row and this is during wrestlemania week mind mm-hmm. you so this is like when we're doing the nxt reviews when we're doing the podcast we have to watch nxt and i'm filming these reviews which i some people may not know i filmed the reviews for the nxt for the new show the night that it happens send them in because obviously uk time This thing usually gets made and put together at like 3 a.m. my time. So I don't have Mm -hmm. time to do it in the morning. So I do all of this beforehand. I go to sleep at like 1 or 2 a.m. And I'm woken up at 5 a.m. This quickly got on my nerves. (laughs) So here we are. It is currently April 21st. I think the rooster is still there. Because we ended up calling animal services and then we called the our MPP, like our, our city councilor for our area, mm-hmm. trying to get different people to help. Didn't really get anything besides like, oh, they got to wait until such and such a day. We need to give them a chance to, you know, do this and not get fined, whatever. I don't, it's like, oh, my God. Because, again, it would be one thing if it was just them breaking a bylaw that no one cares about. But it's essentially a noise complaint for 30 straight days and that's where i'm kind of losing my mind here and today is supposed to be the day that it's gone like today's the last day that it's supposed to be gone and so far i haven't heard it today i heard it yesterday so it Mm -hmm. was there as of yesterday but i don't know perhaps it'll happen sometime during the podcast and i'll go god damn it it's still here (laughs) but we don't know that yet but today is supposed to be the day that it's gone. So I got my fingers crossed. I really don't know what I'm going to do otherwise, you know, mm-hmm. if, if it's still there. Cause I mean, what are you going to do? Like just 
call them again. Be like, yeah. it's still here. Can you please get rid of this stupid bird? But that's basically the story of the rooster. It's become the bane of my existence. I've lost more sleep because of this rooster than I have because of WrestleMania week, than I have because of the pandemic. I just This bird has just, it, it lives to taunt me. And I hate it, and I never want to go to a countryside and live near a barn where there's a rooster crowing ever, ever again. See, I think... It's a great story, by the way. Uh, I I still think... I suggested this to you before. I still think you should uh, adopt the rooster and rename it Wrestlecock. And I, I think that would make everything worth it. Okay. Because that was my joke, Pete. I told you about <laughs> Russellcock. So thanks for stealing my thunder. I didn't know whether we could say such things on a on a podcast like this. But yes, hey, if that's the if name was... of the animal, I'm not swearing. It's true. It's true. We'll get a donkey and name it Russell Ass. Exactly. Uh, and they they could be a tag team called Cock mm-hmm. and Ass. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, if it was my rooster, I would have gotten so much content out of this, but mm-hmm. it's not. It's across a fence. I've seen it. I've looked over the fence and it's in a cage just sitting there in a dude's yard. Like I know I've got eyes on it. Mm. Getting You've closer at it to down it, the like... barrel of a sniper rifle. Just waiting. Yeah. <laughs> I would never kill an animal ever, but it's looking real tempting right now. <laughs> gonna be honest. Just really in the mood for chicken. You don't know why. It's just yeah. really weird. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> just... mm. oh the, yeah. this is an audio format, so we didn't catch that. But uh, Tempest just made a a neck breaking uh, symbol with his with his hands there. Uh, yeah. Wow. He's he's a violent man. Do you do that in your wrestling matches when you get when you get really hyped up? You go to the crowd. And you go and you like to yeah, like you're gonna break someone's neck. Tempest crush. <laughs> Miro does that, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Well, ah, crush. Yeah, I should now. Or is it game over? Is what he does now. Oh, it, is, it? it is right. now. Yeah, I call it like the the cock crusher or something. The so cock crusher. Could be, that could be taken <laughs> another way. <laughs> Please make that a thing. <laughs> Tempest the cock crusher should be your new nickname. <laughs> uh, uh, the merch sells itself. <laughs> God, we need to get a designer on that ASAP. Um, anyway, that's probably all the time we've got for this episode of the NXT podcast. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Uh, Tempest and I will be back on Saturday with the uh, SmackDown review. Um, and we've got, obviously, loads more content coming up as well with Luke and Denise for the uh, magazine show. Uh, we might have an Impact Rebellion review on Monday, uh, but that is currently still up in the air. Um, but it might be that. There might not. Um, but regardless stay tuned for loads more content coming soon thank you very much for listening we love you all take care stay safe goodbye Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.